I know things that I couldn't possibly know. It's called psychometry. You touch people or things and then have visions about the past or the future. You're listening to Community Power Radio on CGSR 88.5. I'm Lucas Anders, your correspondent for Moving Radio. Claire Cooney is the director of the film Departing Seniors, which is her debut feature. Yanni Gelman is an actor who portrays Mr. Arda, a Canadian who's joining us. And you can catch that film out at the Northwest Fear Fest Thursday night at 9.15 down at Metro Cinema. Welcome to Moving Radio, Claire and Yanni. It's so awesome to have you on the show. Thanks for having us. Cheers. Thank you so much for having us. I think it's always great in terms of just understanding the story to get the perspective and the vision from the person at the helm. So at the heart of this film, what do you believe it's about, Claire? So when the film was first sent to me by Jose Nateras, who's the writer, I thought it was just like a really funny throwback love letter to horror comedies that we all know and love. I think it it definitely pays pretty direct homage to its influences, which is a lot of fun. What I found really fresh and great about the film is it really centers friendship in a story that usually would center like a love story. Like the the love story of this film is the friendship between the leads, Bianca and Javier, who is our protagonist. And that's the thing kind of throughout film festivals that has really sung. In the film, people really love these two characters. They love their dynamic, their kind of humor and their friendship. So I think a large part of the film is that friendships get you through the horror that is high school. And that means like literal horror and also just more psychological too. Yanni, can you speak to that in terms of the friendships that you formed on the film? Yeah, that's a really great way of diving into what my experience was like on this film. And I think what the experience was like for a lot of the people involved in the project. We all came to Chicago Well, Claire actually had worked with a couple of these people before and knew various people on set, but I didn't know anybody at all and I didn't really know what I was getting into. And I just met all these amazing, talented, magical artists that made me really feel like I was back in high school. We all just did sort of become friends and we've kept in touch since then. And the film for me is very much what happens on screen and that whole story, but then what was happening off screen where we were all kind of developing these friendships and going through this experience together. And that's really rare that you get to take away both things, both a film that you're incredibly proud of, but also friendships and relationships that you take with you from the film. And I think it resonates on screen that these were people in scenes that were actually really enjoying being together and working together and we're actually becoming friends as the story progresses. Yeah, and I think we had to all kind of really bond to get through it because we filmed this in 16 days and it's a really ambitious film to to do so in that amount of time. So there was a lot of trusting each other that had to happen and a lot of being like, all right, let's do this. And we sometimes I'd turn to Yanni and say like, you only get like two takes of this. And he'd be like, all right, let's go. So I think in that way, there's a lot of trust and a lot of friendship pulling through the stress of a, a really tight film shoot. Could you speak to that evolution of Departing Seniors, Claire? What drew you to the project? What made it important for you to tell this story? Yeah, look, I mean, my friendship with Jose Nateras was what took me to the film initially. So we both came up in Chicago. The Chicago film and theater scene is a very tight-knit group. Everyone kind of knows each other. And I think with Chicago, there's a lot of talent there, but there's not as much opportunity as there is maybe in like Los Angeles or New York. And 
we all want to support each other. So it started off honestly with just like Chicago supporting Chicago and trying to uplift an underdog film with a lower budget and a tight amount of time. And then the the more and more you kind of I work on a project, the more I de- devote to a project, the more it becomes like my baby. And it becomes like so important to me. I fell in love with all these characters. I fell in love with the people that we cast to play these characters. With each step, the film took on new depths. For me, I think the film is very anti-bullying not in a preachy or pretentious way in a really really fun accessible way I think that that's key is like if you're going to have a message to your film or themes to your film especially in this genre you want it to feel like it complements the overall experience of the film it's not like preaching in any way and so I think I think that was important to me and I think I'm not going to give any spoilers away but I think that the bad guy in the film putting it in, in quotes there is also a complicated kind of creature and the person who's the bad guy slash girl I'm not gonna reveal anything they've got their own demons that explain how and why they act the way they do I think that that's important I don't like when horror films have just like some evil person who's evil for evilness sake if that makes sense so I really enjoyed this was a film that had made sense on a psychological level to me and also kind of touched on more important themes of bullying without being ever Films like this venture into a space that is typically occupied by strong female leads that take on a killer. This film has a different take with a queer Mexican-American teenage boy in the driver's seat. It must be exciting to create space and create unique stories like this. Representation can be super important catalysts for individuals to be seen on the screen. Yanni, can you speak to that as somebody who participated in the film and how important you feel that is for uh, individuals who will see this film? Yeah, I think it's incredibly important. And I think by having a protagonist who maybe is a little different than what you usually see in these kinds of roles, it was a new and fresh way into a story that we can all relate to. It definitely reignites the genre, makes it feel fresh and new, and gives it a slightly different perspective different lens but at the same time it is a unique starting point for sure because i'm not sure we've actually ever really seen a character like the one ignacio plays in this kind of film but once we launch i do then think we get into themes and kind of stories that everyone can relate to and one of the things that really came out of this in sort of bonding with the rest of the cast was all of us in some way have felt we had experienced bullying in high school or had experiences where we were like Claire said that high school was like a horror show in some way and so we all go around sometimes talking about those experiences and we all really relate to that so Ignacio's character really makes it sort of fresh and new but then at the same time, it did really feel like a, a really classic story that we can all relate to. Yeah, I think that you spoke to a lot of times the, the leads of these films, like the final girl, for lack of a better word. She's often not even that flushed out. She's like a pretty tortured, usually virginal kind of person. And she, while it's like a female lead, which sounds like it's like a feminist good thing, it's not really about her or like her inner workings or her inner life. So it doesn't even feel like terribly feminist to me in that regard. And so I think this film is much more centered on 
the friendship of Ignacio's character and Bianca played by the wonderful Iron Roach and their dynamic is that has so much more depth than the typical film like like this has and also que- queerness is definitely a big part of it but it's not again it's not the story his queerness is not like a thesis about who he is it's just part of who he is and so I like that it's part of the film but it's not like the tragedy of the film is of him coming out we just start the film feeling really comfortable with who he is and the story kind of unfurls from there and so I think in the same way that the film is really diverse and explores a new perspective that was the same for our cast and crew it's a really diverse cast and crew both in front of and behind the camera and people who are really confident in their voice and were dying to kind of dive in and make this first film together there's a lot of allusions to the fact the film you had mentioned that it has origins in that slasher flick style. Are there any directors that really inspired you or maybe films that you made reference to in some way? I mean, yeah, for sure. The references in this film were built in into the script. There's like a million different Easter eggs all over. And so if you are a true horror fan with a capital H, you will have a lot of fun at this film. I think It's not like horribly scary in the way that maybe some horror fans will want. I think it's more heavy on the comedy with a little bit of slasher and thriller involved there. But the thing that's been really fun to experience at these screenings is the laughs at these inside jokes that the writer drops in there and to hear the gasps, to hear the mentions. The whole thing, it's filled with references. I mean, Scream is a major one. Jennifer's body was huge in terms of like the soundtrack. We really prioritized having a kick-ass Chicago-based soundtrack. And I love the soundtrack. I have it on Spotify. And just like in general, Cabin in the Woods, Final Destination, Dead Zone was huge in terms of like the visions. Minority Report, even though it's not really a horror, that was definitely um, a visual influence. And also Let the Right One In. There's a pretty cool pool scene that we pretty directly reference that so yeah essentially all over both in terms of the and also stuff like clueless and mean girls like they're kind of that classic high school comedy is also in the mix as well both in the script and in the way we choose to shoot and perform the film you spoke to this idea of screening it and just seeing all those laughs yanni can you speak to that experience of seeing some of those moments play out with an audience in front of you? Yeah, it was totally wild. We had a sold out screening at the Music Box in Chicago. And to go from acting on set, I'd seen some clips of the film when we do like ADR and voiceover and stuff like that. And I saw the teaser trailer, but I'd never actually seen the the full story. And I purposefully avoided watching the screener that we had because I just wanted to watch it with a crowd to see how they would react. And I can't even just describe what that's like to hear you're surrounded by hundreds of people in a darkened room and they were just so engaged and so supportive and so just connecting with the moments as they kind of flew by and there's just nothing like it it was just absolutely surreal and wild and it's just so thrilling to connect with the audience like that because when you're making these films on a location or in a studio or whatever there's no audience there so you don't know how the jokes are going to hit or how the moments are going to hit or what the reactions will be and to have them really pay off with a big crowd 
just so incredibly fulfilling and exciting. And I just loved it. And I think yeah. this movie in particular plays so well with a crowd because there are so many inside jokes. So you'll hear like a little laugh start in one side of the theater and it kind of spreads a little bit. There was like one guy in the theater the other night that was yelling, oh my God, like every like other <laughs> scene. And that would set off the crowd on the other side of the theater as well. So there's almost participation in the audience of people reacting to or literally like commenting out loud on things as they happen on screen right. and I just think that that's what this film is designed for it kind of brings the audience into it somehow yeah I think it's like really fun to hear like mm, no 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 like to hear that kind of stuff like in the audience I like love it and then just to hear the laughs and the gasps and all that kind of stuff so at Chicago we had a house of like 750 people all packed in there and it was amazing and then in Los Angeles I think maybe a house of 200 or so Yanni maybe more I'm not sure but I sat next to Yanni at the premiere in Los Angeles and that was the second time he's gotten to see it all the way through and there were a couple times where I'd hear a sound and we'd kind of glance at each other with like glee yeah. there's nothing better I think the first time I saw it in Chicago, I was just almost frozen in place, just watching the screen, processing and taking it on. And the second time watching with Claire, I'd be whispering to her, reacting with her. And there are times just like grabbing her arm and like squeezing it when like a moment really works or whatever. And I think what I really want to do is just watch the movie alone with Claire at some point so we can just like talk the entire time without <laughs> disturbing anybody because there's just so much to i don't know to process as you're watching this thing you're listening to moving radio on cjsr claire cooney is with us she's the director of the film departing seniors yanni gelman is one of the stars joins us from his car we're talking about the feature film screening as part of the northwest fest down at metro cinema thursday night at 9 15. now claire you've been able to work on both sides of the camera as an actor and filmmaker do you feel this has helped make you stronger at both 1000 percent, yeah so i was acting for a while before i decided i wanted to pursue directing and i decided to go ahead and cast myself in a short film that i also wanted to direct and i also kind of taught myself how to cut on that film and i produced the film and all that jazz and it could have gone really horribly but i kind of loved it i loved the control of being able to almost direct through my performance and also trust my team to deliver on what we'd prepared be with me and be my support in, in the moment while I acted in that film and that film's called Runner it's a thriller and it did really really well on the short film festival circuit and ever since that point I've seen acting and directing as kind of going hand in hand they're certainly not the same thing and I love when I get to just do one or just do the other it's definitely a little bit easier on the brain but I think that they are very similar beasts I think my acting experience helps me both in terms of working with actors but also <laughs> staying calm and cool on a film set when you're directing you're the leader and you cannot let people see you sweat and there are times where you are absolutely sweating and stressed out and so uh, I think knowing how to self-modulate has been really helpful in both careers but I think it's an instinctual emotional process to be a creator and I think when you're an actor you are a director in some ways too I think at least the ones that are really smart and the ones that are self-reflective I think you're thinking about how can the scene best unfurl and how can I best serve this scene because it's not necessarily just about you and your character i love to act i love to direct i love to do both people say like which one do you want to do and i say i want to do both not necessarily both at the same time forever but i think they're both really pretty key aspects of my personality and i think i think the strongest directors were actors once and i also think a lot of strong actors 
if they're not directors themselves, they at least understand that they are part of a whole process and not, it's not all just about them. Yanni, can you speak to that idea around the process and some of the challenges that you faced in being a part of this? I want to just like comment on what Claire was just saying there to sort of reinforce that. And I knew this from the first time that Claire and I started meeting on this project to like when we got on set that her experience as an actor allows her to communicate with other actors in a way that is so helpful and clear as actors, we sort of say like actionable, like she'll give you and I can't off the top of my head really give any examples right now but the way she would come off around the camera and then talk to me during the scenes she knew how to kind of ignite or motivate a performance in me by using the kinds of words and ideas that she as an actor would use herself and so that makes my job so much easier having a director who really knows how to speak that language and is also just so incredibly supportive throughout the entire process because she knows how difficult it is to perform scenes when we don't have much time there's like all kinds of different constraints and pressures so that like you really are under the gun to get a performance out quickly. And she really knew how to like talk to us actors. I think she did such an amazing job doing it. I mean, one of the strongest aspects of this film, I'm not commenting on my own work, but like the cast, they're, they're all just like really, really special. And Claire did such an amazing job in finding these actors. And then when bringing them to set, knowing that we had such a short period of time to get these scenes done, was able to speak to us all in a really succinct and helpful way. And it all comes from her experience as an actor. But then also the other thing that Claire was saying is so true. Like I was watching her throughout much of this shoot. She, in directing, a lot of people don't really know this, but you actually are performing the entire time in so many different ways. You have an entire crew looking to you for what's the vibe, what's the energy. And Claire, the entire time, she just sort of almost seemed like a cross between a conductor and a dancer and a performer and a director and, a, and very much a leader and doing whatever it took in those moments to get the scene going, whether sometimes it was jumping in and getting our hands dirty and moving props around, or we did a scene in the swimming pool and she's in there next to the camera. And it was just magnificent just watching her work because she, she doesn't show if she's tired or nervous or feeling like she's under the gun. And that helps everybody else so much to have this belief that we can complete this crazy film in such a short period of time because somehow we look up at our and we can tell that she believes it. So then we all buy in as well. And <laughs> so I just can't say enough good things about what it was like to work with Claire and how she really put this film on her back and really, really helped us all get through the finish line given how little time we had and how ambitious the shoot schedule was. Claire, for you, with it being your first feature, what was some of the biggest challenges that you faced? Things that you felt really challenged you? Yeah, I'll speak really candidly about this. I mean, it's tough to, especially with a budget and timeline of this size, you don't get any rehearsals really with your actors. You don't get to really get to know, at least for me, I, I didn't know my production staff. So it was a lot of personalities all coming together and... I think one challenge for me was I felt I had to earn a lot of the trust of some of my people. I'm not going to name any names, but there are a couple of producers or folks involved that I felt like I wasn't immediately trusted in the way that I think you need to give trust to your director on a shoot like this. And so it took about the first three or four days to really be like, hey, y'all, we're all on the same side. And if we kind of keep second guessing where things are going to go, this film's not going to get done. 
And so once I think we all kind of got to know each other, they saw how intensely I would push through long days. They saw me save a couple disasters that happened. Then all of a sudden I had this trust and I had a little bit more of a carte blanche to do what I needed to do. And so then we finally settled in. I think like day four or five, things started to kind of really sing. The first few days, it's just, it's a lot of things. It's nerves of some of the actors who are meeting at people for the first time. It's a lot of producers, a lot of young producers on this film, a lot of people that are doing it for the first time a lot of setting aside one's ego and going with what's going to serve the production as a whole that was honestly the greatest I think challenge in this and I think for me moving forward it's a reminder that for my sophomore feature I want to make sure I have a couple key folks that like I really know deeply who will be in the trenches with me and know from the get-go because we don't have really time to think about like the politics of making a film if to just make the actual film one of those people that has always been in the trenches with me is my DP Jason Chu He's incredible. He was the DP on my first short, short film, Runner. He was the D- DP on my last short film at after a love story. And even when times got tough in the first week, he was really there with me. And so he's my partner in a lot of ways on this film in terms of being my eyes and my confidant. I mean, there were a million challenges. There was a, a school fire alarm that went off in the school. We had to evacuate the school was packed with extras. And that was a long day. We had to kind of catch up on. We had a cast member get COVID. We had to rearrange the entire schedule. We had uh, a bunch of different snafus. It was just trial by fire for our first feature. But to be honest, that kind of invigorates me to kind of go to the next one. I don't know that it's going to ever be quite as challenging as it was on this first one. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, bring it on. In horror films, you get to work a lot in the practical effects world. Did you have fun with some of those elements? Absolutely. I mean, we were dumping blood into the swimming pool for that first scene. There was a lot of trying to do as much practically as we could because we have a lower budget. And so VFX is really, really expensive. So we were kind of always keeping in mind, we did as many very realistic depictions of things like scars and blood. And it was really fun to work with the stunt team to figure out knife work. We have a really big fall down the stairs, which was a very complicated thing to shoot, but also really satisfying to watch now in the theater to see how it cuts together so well. And I'd love to hear a gasp from the audience. So yeah, I watched a lot of movies in terms of watching how a fight sequence really sings on screen and I I brought that in and we had a great makeup artist that helped things out. So yeah, it was a lot of being scrappy and trying to avoid quote unquote fixing it in post. That was the goal. (laughs) Nice. Could you talk to one memorable day on set for you, Yanni? Yeah, sure. So I think Claire alluded to this, but I actually got COVID (laughs) like right before we started filming. Like I touched down in Chicago and I almost immediately tested positive for COVID. And I texted Claire while she was on set, delivered the news to her. And she just immediately was like, okay, well, that's a problem we're going to have to solve. But right now I'm in the middle of filming a scene. So I'm going to get this done. And then I will call you back and we will figure out how to make this all work. And true to her word, she huddled with the producers and they got together and rearranged the scenes and figured out how to push all of my scenes further back into the schedule. But then I had to do like 10 days of isolation in my hotel room, hoping for a negative test that would come in time for me to work on the film. And the negative test eventually did come. And the very next day I was on set. And so when you say a memorable day, that first day of getting out of the hotel and being on set and joining the crew and being able to do this thing that I had sort of worked so hard to prepare for, 
was just one of the most memorable days I've ever had on a film set. And I was just so delighted to be taken in by this team that had been working together already for 10 days while I was in the hotel room. And it was just like, it felt like, I don't know how to describe it. It was like, it was like freedom and it was a celebration of getting to do this thing that I really love doing. And there was just so much gratitude that team and Claire had, had stuck with me because recasting me was definitely an option for them. And instead they fought to keep me on the movie and to rearrange things, which is very expensive to do very difficult so when they brought me back on set I just felt immense gratitude for that and just felt such intense loyalty to them for having done that because a lot of other directors if put in that same position wouldn't have fought for their actors in the way that Claire did for me so a lot of different feelings but that first day back really really was <laughs> for me. and you brought on so much positivity that first day back I mean we had been we'd, <laughs> we'd filmed, we were all burned out that first six days yeah. straight that we filmed were really tough. And so he came back and was really positive. And actually my mom was on set that day and he got to just like hang out with my mom. I had her in the background of a shot, but a couple of times I came up to him, we'd be behind or he wasn't doing as much. He was like more in the background that day. And I said, I, I hope you're not bored. And he was like, I'm loving it. You just do your thing. Like he, <laughs> I, he was high on life. It was great. Well, speaking of making memories and just to kind of wrap things up, What's your pitch for the people of Edmonton when folks come to catch your film on Thursday? What would you like them to take away? And this could be for both of you. Oh, yeah. I mean, first of all, come out and support like indie film. I promise you'll have a really good time. I promise you will laugh. I promise you will not be bored. And I promise that you will fall in love with some of these lead characters and really be left with chatting about their chemistry, their humor, their friendship, some of the kills, some of the surprises. My friend came to see the film in Los Angeles and he had just come from a really long day and he said, Claire, look, I'm going to be here for the first half. I might have to leave. I'm so tired. Just know I love you. And I was like, oh, good. Don't worry about it. And then he stayed for the whole film. He stayed for the Q&A. He was buzzing afterwards. He said, this woke me up. This got me going. Like, I was so jazzed. So... I think there's a lot of films these days that feel like they're kind of hard work to watch. This is not one of them. It's a really fun film. And I think it will bring back kind of nostalgic memories of high school, bring back nostalgia of some of your favorite horror comedies like Scream and stuff like that. And I just hope people have a really good time. I would just add, although the film is quite scary, it's very much about the relationships between the characters in the story. It's a coming of age film. It's a movie about high school for anybody who had a tough time in high school, this is a film for you. And I'll say that it is the debut of a director who I think did amazing work on this film is going to go on to do such incredible work in her career. So if for nothing else, come and see that so that you can say you saw Claire Cooney's uh, first feature film. Oh, thanks, Yanni. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you, Claire Cooney, the director of the film Departing Seniors, and Yanni Gelman, one of the stars, which you can catch out at Northwest Fear Fest Thursday night at 9.15 out at the Metro Cinema. It's going to be a wild ride, so you don't want to miss it. I'm Luke Xanders, your correspondent for Moving Radio on CJSR 88.5, the farthest left on the dial. You're having these visions. We can use them. We can gather any actual evidence we need in there. Burn them. I'm here. Just relax. I'm just fine. Relax. Just no, no, I'm not.